what it is, yo. What's up? Show Super Talk Sports, Deontay Smith. We are back once again. It's Kagan and I. We're doing our week three quarterback squads. How it's going to be looking. How we did last week. I'm currently winning. Uh, we're going to also do buy and sell with some of these waiver waiver guys. Some guys that people think are going to be some guys they want to hold on to. We're going to go ahead and go in depth. We're going to take a look at four guys in particular who are really hot right now. Heading into week three waivers. But I appreciate you all for listening once again. Me and Kagan are about to hop right into it. Hey, Kagan, what's up, man? How's it going, Tay? Pretty good, man, especially after uh, the way my quarterbacks performed this past week. Yeah, you had a pretty good week, man. Yeah, man. It was uh, rough sledding for my guys. So let's go ahead and get into a recap, and we're going to touch on a couple of games. And we'll see uh, some games I think are toss-ups. We'll see what you think. But uh, so let's see who went out. So we had Andy Dalton go out. So that means Justin Fields has an opportunity to start. Yes. Do you think he starts this week? I think so. Uh, you know, I've been keeping up with it. Uh, you know, I know they said if, if Dalton's healthy, he's their starter. But uh, I think he's kind of going to be evaluated a couple days before the game. And most likely, I think they'll probably go with Fields. All right. So then there'll be a uh, a new quarterback starting for you. It's a lot sooner than we anticipated, for sure. It is sooner than anticipated, but much needed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any concerns that – because Nagy came out and said that he was the starter when healthy, him being Dalton. Uh, Did that concern you at all? You know, a little. Uh, I think it showed that, you know, Fields – didn't show enough in his limited time to really take over the starting job and they didn't feel comfortable giving it to him. Uh, but I think with reps, he could, he could improve uh, if he's thrown out there for an every down role. Uh, I could see, I could see him improving and uh, you know, it'd be a bid semi tough matchup for him to go out there this week against an improved Browns team. Uh, you know, they have, they have a really good D line. Yeah. Uh, but I think his feet could uh, help him out a little bit. You know, he didn't look bad as a runner in his limited time last last week. No, he just looked a little shaky on some throws, but I think he'll be all right if he gets more time and gets some confidence back there, you know? All right, right. So now we have Tua Tagovailoa. I hope I said his name right. Yeah. He uh, has a rib injury. He's a starting quarterback of yours. He'd be going against David Carr. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr. David Carr, David Carr. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I I don't think he's gonna play. I I don't know. That's that's tough. I mean, you know, they said if if uh, if he has a chance to play and can play, he's gonna play because he wants to be out there. And uh, you're telling me the guy that didn't want to be a captain wants to be out there to put his body on the line for his team. Man. According to the head coach, man, they said he was trying to go back in last week. I'm not buying that just because uh, he's not – he hasn't really wanted to be a leader at all. Yeah. Well, that I mean, me. we'll see. Uh, you know, I don't know if he plays, if it's even going to matter, but, you know, it helps my odds a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we also have uh, Omayan, have Derek Carr, who was named questionable for this week. But uh, that's John Gruden. I think that's just coach talk. Yeah, he's going to play. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Right now, if two were not going to play, we'd have eight head to head matchups. Two plays, that'd give us nine. And then if Fields is named the starter, that would give us 10. So. And then mm-hmm. I have only I only have two guys going against each other potentially. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor is going to be out. Yeah, uh, they've already ruled him out. So I won't be taking a loss there, if unless the Darnold loses. No man, they're they're rolling right now. The Panthers are rolling. They already yeah. have two more wins than I thought they would have at this point this year. Yeah, I don't I don't think they'll lose either. But yeah, you only got one head to head. That's Lamar versus Golf, and I have three, and then you have. A couple games versus nobody. You'll have Allen against Washington football team. Baker against – if Dalton starts, you'll have Baker against Dalton. And then Darnold against Mills. So if you sweep those three games, that, that could help you. I need you to lose all three of those, though. What is the current record for both of us? So right now you are at 17 and 14. Mm-hmm. I am at 13 and 17. Uh, we – Went after splitting week one, five and five head to head. This week you smoked me. You went five and one head to head. I went one and five, obviously. So that was that was a rough blow for me, man. I gotta ask though, going like when we did this, like I'm assuming you looked at schedules. You looked at you know games you thought you could win with with the guys you drafted. Did you expect that? Carr, Darnold, and Bridgewater would be three of your four two and O quarterbacks, with Kyler no. Kyler Murray being your fourth one. No, um, but when I made my my rankings for how I thought the quarterbacks would go, I did take into account win loss totals by Vegas, and um, and I did it pretty early because I was putting in some sports bets. Yeah, and one of the sports bets that I made was uh, the Washington Football Team eight and a half under, and um, I like my chances now that uh, Fitzpatrick is out. <laughs> but you drafted him. I did because I thought he would win seven to eight games. Yeah. Seven to ten sounds I can live with, um, but a couple games that stand out to me that I feel like are toss ups. We'll see what you think. The Mac Jones versus Jameis Winston Saints versus Patriots. Uh, I like Mac Jones in this one. Do you have any concerns? Or do you also agree that uh, Winston is going to lose this one? I I, I really think it, it can go either way. Uh, as great as the Saints offense looked week one, they look completely opposite week two. Uh, you know, Jameis did not look comfortable at all from the from the start of the game. Uh, so that does scare me. It makes me nervous. Uh, I think Bill Belichick's going to scheme up some things to, you know, go after him and, and make uh, Winston beat him. Um, you know, but I, I mean, Mac Jones has showed well through two games, but I really do believe that game could go either way. The Saints have a pretty solid defense as well. So uh, I hope I get the win, but I could very easily see Mac Jones winning that one. All right. One that gives me concern. 
it's going to be Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins, Seahawks versus Vikings. I feel like I'm losing this one. Oh, um, so do I. So do I. <laughs> uh, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, I felt like he should be 2-0. and You know, the Titans, Derrick Henry had a heck of a comeback <laughs> to, to get the Titans back in that game. Uh, hated to see him lose it in overtime, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, I – that Minnesota team has struggled to to stop the Bengals, you know, uh, week one, and you know they played a shoot shootout match with Murray. You know that's and Murray's good. I'm not saying anything bad about the Cardinals' offense, but you know I think Wilson's gonna probably be in the same situation. And then you know I don't think I don't think Cousins can hang with them. Um, we'll see. Man, they've been throwing a whole lot. They've been running a lot of three wide receiver sets, which kind of surprises me. I thought they would let Dalvin cook and just uh, just hand him off the ball, but they're putting the ball in the Kirk Cousins' hand a whole lot, which yeah. I don't like. Uh, and uh, that that's one of the things that concerns me because uh, your Seahawks can score right on the field, and I don't want to see Kirk Cousins in a shootout. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking at all of our head-to-heads, and I feel like realistically, uh, I could go. Let's see. I'm looking at it. I, I think realistically, we could split. Uh, so four and five, or five and four. You know, uh, I think I'm going to lose the Herbert Mahomes matchup. I think mm-hmm. I'll lose that one. Uh, Winston, Mac Jones is the one I think could go either way. Uh, I think the Saints could win that game. I think they could lose that game. So, you know, I don't want to put a win-loss on it, but I think uh, that would be the difference in our five and four or four and five for either one of us. Uh, Steelers and Cincinnati, you know, I love Burrow, and as good as he looked in week one, you know, not good, but you know, he, he had some garbage points. He, he right. played. He he hung in there, made some bad throws, but made some good throws. Uh, you know, I think the defense, if Watt's healthy, you know, it depends on what they're saying about Watt. I know he sat out uh, the back half of that game last week, so that's a big blow to that defense. But no, I think Big Ben could win that one. I'm definitely going to lose Trevor Lawrence versus Murray. I think I'll lose Zach Wilson versus Teddy. Definitely. Uh, you know, even if Tua plays, I think I'll lose that one. Uh, I think I can win Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think I I can win Dak. Uh, I think the NFC East is still theirs to lose. I don't think the Eagles are quite ready to take that from them. Uh, and then Jimmy G and Rodgers, man. Jimmy Garoppolo and Rodgers, I think, will be a good matchup. The Niners uh, are my favorite, man. Yeah, I know, but he, it's you can't count Rodgers out. I mean, week one, everyone was freaking out, and then look what he did week two. I know it's against the Lions, uh, but and, and the 49ers have a great defense. I think I'll win that one, but uh, I could very easily lose it, you know. Absolutely, and uh, there's a chance Carson Wentz doesn't play. With his two strength sprain, you know, really, hey, I don't even know how that happens. How do you sprain two ankles? (laughs) Secondly, like, I really hope he doesn't play. 
because <laughs> if right, because I have him going against Tannehill. So if he doesn't play and Tannehill wins, I get a win without getting a loss. So kind of help, helps me out. Yes, man. This uh, this quarterback draft was pretty interesting, and uh, I, I kind of like keeping up with all of it. Yeah. Do you have? I mean, obviously, other than your obvious surprises that we talked about, do you have any guys that? you're a little worried about after two weeks or, you know, you feel pretty comfortable where you're at so far. So I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off in Denver. Um, I don't know how much longer because hadn't gotten to the division. I don't think they beat the chargers twice. And I don't think they beat the, uh, the chiefs twice. So uh, I need them to win all their non-division games. Right. To give me to to really give me a legit shot. Um, when it comes to quarterbacks, that I'm really concerned about Darnold. Um, I'm waiting waiting for the wheels to fall off there. There's no way they can keep up uh, how well they've been playing. But man, it, it feels good to see him finally finding his uh, coming into his own. Yeah, with uh, Matt Rule, uh, it almost makes me wish Josh Rosen was there. <laughs> Uh, no, I, you know, I, I think I, I 100% agree with you with Bridgewater. Uh, you know, basic intelligence is telling me that the Broncos will beat the Jets just because. But, I, you know, is, is this going to be the game where the wheels fall off, like you said? Can, can Zach Wilson go in there and sneak a win away? I don't think so, but I don't think it's – you know, an uh, uh, out of the realm, impossible. You know, right. So, all right. So let's go ahead and hop into buy and sell. Well, we got four guys. Uh, you, you prepare for this? I am. All I'm right, ready. man. So, first of all, we're gonna take a look at KJ Osborne. He is the leading receiver for the Minnesota Vikings on receiving core that has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He's caught 12 of 15 targets for 167 yards and a TD. Uh, you buying or selling? I'm selling. Uh, and, and my reason is um, I don't think that Minnesota can maintain the shootout pace that they're playing at through two games. Uh, you know, I, I think it's showing right now that they can't win games that way. Uh, so, you know, they're 0-2 in shootout matchups. Uh, I, I think they're going to have to – I know they're running. I'm, I'm Cook got 20 carries, 22 carries week two. Uh, so, I mean, they're definitely running the ball, but I think they're going to have to slow down their offense and kill some clock. Uh, so, I'll look for Cousins to kind of pull back on how often he's throwing. It might not be this week against Seattle because I think they're going to get gaslighted, so they're going to have to throw the ball. <laughs> but, you know, I look after that and, you know, they have Cleveland coming up. They have uh, Detroit coming up. Cleveland, you know, improved defense, but definitely beatable through the air. Uh, you know, like I said, Detroit not looking good. They got Carolina and then they have a bye week and they have Dallas, Baltimore, Los Angeles. I just don't see the passing numbers maintaining uh, in that offense, I think they're going to have to run some ball control and then quit trying to outscore everyone because I don't think they will. 
Well, man, he has some promising analytical numbers. Like uh, on 78 of 87 dropbacks, he's ran a route. Right. Um, They are running three receiver sets at the highest rate of any other team in the league. And I do expect him to play from behind a lot, but I, I can't buy him yet because I don't feel like the Vikings offense is an offense that can sustain three viable wide receivers. And we hadn't seen Thielen and Jefferson go off just yet. So we don't know where he really falls in line for anything. Right. Thielen but, had a big week one. He did. But it wasn't, you know, it was touchdown production. Right. He got, the, you know, he got the TD. And I think right. he has a TD in both games, right? Yes, he got a TD last so, week yeah. as well. And then and, Jefferson uh, got a TD. I, you know, like I said, I just don't see kind of like you're saying, you know, the routes are there. The time on the field is there. You know, nine targets week one, six targets week two. The target share is there right now. I just don't know that it's going to stay there. I agree. Because I, I just feel like when you really look at God's opportunity in this offense, it's going to go – Thielen Jefferson, 1A, 1B. Um, then you go to Cook. And right. then you fall into where KJ Osborne is. And I just don't I just don't see him being viable flex at all uh after these first maybe three or four weeks. Like you right. may get two more weeks out of him, but don't see him being able to sustain it. So we both are selling KJ Osborne. And he's 2.1% owned right now. I better not see that go up after waivers tonight. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll move much. So now we're going to go on to Rondell Moore. Moore uh, isn't playing more snaps than A.J. Green or Kristen Kirk. But last week he had 7-7 seven seven when it comes to targets and receptions. 114 yards and a TD in Week 2. Do you believe Rondell Moore is here to stay are you buying or selling i am also selling more as well uh you know i i think uh hopkins you know only had what five targets this past week yep five targets i I don't think that's gonna be the case i watched that game and you know they jumped out uh pretty early the, the vikings uh jumped out pretty early it was like 20 to 7 i think and uh, after that, I watched, and they were only rushing for, and they dropped everyone back after that. And I really just think Kyler Murray was taking what was there for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't trying to force it, you know. He was maintaining their game plan, not, you know, trying not to make turnovers, put points on the board. So they were hitting a lot of underneath routes and things like that, uh, some drags and stuff. And I, I don't see that maintaining as well. Hopkins – you, you can't you can't keep giving him like five or six targets game, you know. Uh, he, his targets are going to go up. Uh, the thing I would keep an eye on is what you mentioned with AJ Green. Uh, you know, how is he is he going to pass AJ Green or Kirk up as far as snap percentage and things like that? Um, you know, I, I just I have a hard time buying rookie wide receivers like you do unless I know they're like they're the guy, you know. Understand, man. This is a air raid offense, the only one of its kind in the NFL. He is being scripted, or plays are being called to get him open. Um, that's how I feel. I, they're calling play designs for him. He's what they wanted Christian Kirk to be. So I do eventually see him overtaking. 
Christian Kirk in snaps as the season progresses. So I am buying Rondell Moore. He was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out. And uh, him and Dwayne Eskridge, who hasn't gotten on the field just yet. But he was, <laughs> he was phenomenal at Purdue, and he's continued to be phenomenal here in the uh, in the NFL. And uh, he led – in week two, he led everybody in targets, twice as many as uh, Hopkins. And I just feel like he he's for real. And he's already rostered in our in our league, but uh, yeah, he was drafted in our league, I think, by a Justin. Uh, was it Justin or Jace? I think it was Justin, but he is twenty five percent owned, and uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm willing to buy if I had a if I didn't have such valuable in positioning in the waiver order. I I put a claim in for him. But I just don't need receivers right now. What? Where are you on the waiver? I believe I'm tenth. You're tenth. Ninth. Yeah. Wait. How'd you get behind me? I like because I, I claimed. Uh, I was worried about you and uh, on a, on a claim. But, I probably uh, claimed. Uh, I feel a lot better. Game will. I went and claimed him last week. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm buying Rondo Moore. You are selling Rondo Moore. I am selling. Spoiler okay. alert. I am only buying one name on this list. <laughs> oh, I already know who that is. So <laughs> here we go. We have Tony Pollard. Arguably, would you put him above Madison as far as uh, backup, best backup running back in the league? Ahead of Madison? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because he is outscored Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy points this season. And um, his value continues to trend up, and he could possibly be a league winner. He's still below 50% owned. Are you buying or selling Tony Pollard? Surprise again. I am still selling Tony Pollard. What? If you thought I was buying oh, Tony Pollard. That's exactly what I thought you were buying. Why are you uh, selling so Tony look, Pollard, man? For everyone out there, just know in the sleeper league, I was very thin at running back this week, and I tried a last-minute trade with Tay for Tony Pollard, and he would not do it. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he sat on your bench this week when he could have been scoring points for me, so thanks for that. Uh, but, no, I, I like Pollard. I really do. Um, the only reason I say sell is because Zeke also had a pretty decent week. Uh, and sort of like the same conversation you had in New England around Cam, you know, yeah, I'll be a backup to Mac Jones, but I understand the, the title of my name and the weight that that carries and how hard that would be to do. Uh, and I feel like that's the same situation to a, to a degree, with Zeke. Um, and, you know, I just don't – he had three carries week one uh, when Zeke was running terrible in a shootout. I understand it was a – that was a air raid game. I think Dak threw 58 passes that game. Uh, and 13 carries week two. So uh, I'm not ready to buy yet. Uh and for me, you know, depending on what I'm getting back, I'm probably selling uh, just because they're still going to run Zeke. Uh, I know you've mentioned before that McCarthy's never had like a workhorse running back and he's always mixed in guys. So and, and I agree with that. Pollard's definitely going to get his opportunities 
and he definitely looks better as Zeke, uh, I think, uh, at this point right now. He is running a lot better than Zeke, but I still don't think you can go away from someone like Zeke. I can understand that. Um, I, I I just love him just because he gets targets out of the backfield. And he reminds me, Zeke may be Aaron Jones, but back when back when McCarthy was in Green Bay, Jamal Williams was the pass-catching guy, and there was like a hashtag free Aaron Jones that ESPN would do. Yeah. And I feel like you're going to need to do a hashtag for Zeke as the season goes on. Um, I, I just see that Tony Pollard being a factor for the remainder of the season. He has uh, 47 targets through two games for 60 yards. I expect that to go up, especially if they get into shootouts. He's also back there doing uh, kickoffs, which you also get points for. I feel like he can break one. Right. So you just get you have a lot of a lot of flex appeal when it comes to Tony Pollard. And he and I, I believe that McCarthy's offense can sustain two running backs. It has before. Yeah, you know, again, I think the problem is, is Zeke. I do think Zeke is going to block him. Uh, and, and my thing is, like, uh, I feel like McCarthy's also a smart enough coach. Uh, you take, for instance, uh, you know, Philly coming up this week. Got a you know got a decent front seven, uh, not terrible. Uh, probably a little underrated, but they still got Fletcher Cox. Uh, so Zeke comes out that game and he's running well. I think the opportunities get smaller for Pollard. Uh, so and that's my thing with him is, you know, he just had a big performance and that's why I'm selling on him because I don't think you can count on that performance every week. So it's, hey, what week do I play him? Like, yeah, he's going to have some flex. You know, he's going to have some weeks where he'd be a solid flex play. But uh, it's just, for me, it's too hard to predict. You know, Zeke comes out and has a bad game, starts off slow. He's not getting anything going. Uh, Pollard's definitely been more explosive, so I could see them going to him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But he comes out and, you know, he's running all over some of these teams in their division, you know, the Eagles, the Giants, uh, Washington's been pretty good against the run. So, you know, they got a pretty good front seven, but the other two teams, if Zeke comes out and he's hot, that's, you know, four games I could see Pollard having very limited role in. Oh man, it breaks my heart. So now we're going to go ahead and move down to, I guess the only guy you're buying and this <laughs> be like, uh, somebody I'm selling. So Quinn Cephas, Quinn Cephas. I was talking, thinking about the Ephus pitch. <laughs> uh, Quinn Cephas, he was in the Monday night game. He was the number one receiver for the Detroit Lions. Noting Tyrell Williams was out, right? Four four seven with the targets, sixty three yards and a TD. He scored. He's now scored and had six targets in his last two games, uh, in both games I would say rather. Only behind TJ Hawkinson when it comes to the pecking order. And you are buying? Secret? Yes. Tell me why. So, my main reason uh, is, you know, targets. Uh, that team's going to be behind a lot. Uh, I liked him last year. Uh, he kind of 
developed as the year went on, started getting some play in time, started getting some targets. Uh, Hawkinson is the wide receiver one in that offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, His, you know, his chemistry with uh, golf has, has already been on display through two games. So I think that's, you know, your wide receiver one really in that offense, but uh, Cephas and golf, have really shown a a good connection. Uh, You know, Tyrell Williams missed a lot of the off season, so he didn't get to work with golf as much. Uh, Cephas did, Uh, you know, week one when he did play, I think uh, Williams only had three targets, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, which isn't, you know, it's very early, you know, they could turn that around, but Cephas is young. Tyrell Williams hasn't stayed healthy in a while. Uh, he hasn't been the same receiver he was earlier in his career. Uh, and, and golf seems to trust Cephas. You know, I look at uh, it was late in the second quarter. Uh, Detroit uh, was driving, trying to get in scoring position, you know, to, uh, go ahead there before halftime Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason you know uh green bay went man i'd have went on and kept everything underneath but anyway you know they went man and who did golf look to he looked to quintess cephas to go up and make a play uh and he gave him the opportunity now he didn't make the play uh, and it was a tough you know it would have been a tough play to make but that's who he looked to to give that opportunity so and i've seen that twice i saw week one as well mm-hmm. uh, when they got behind um you know the production is not gonna be consistent i don't think like he had two catches for 14 yards and a touchdown so week one and then week two i think he had like you know i think he had four four for yeah four for 63 and a touchdown the touchdowns are not going to be there every week, so that's scary. But the targets are going to be there. Uh, I think they're going to be behind a lot. Uh, I think they're show, you know, they showed well against Green Bay, to be honest. Uh, you know, if they wouldn't have started going man against Devontae Adams there, saw him in the second half, they'd be, they'd probably still been in that game. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think outside of Hawkinson, he's the wide receiver to have in that offense. I think he's shown a good chemistry with golf. They're going to throw a lot because they're going to be behind, you know, Williams and, and Swift are also going to take some targets, but I, I really like Cephas. I have him stashed on my, my taxi somewhere in some, one of these sleeper leagues. <laughs> I, uh, one, I, one thing I do like, I do like the remainder of their schedule when it comes to wide receiver corner matchups. Uh, they should have the second easiest schedule. Thanks to fantasy pros, uh, <laughs> and um, but I, I still don't think I think Tyrell Williams he comes back he'll be slotted right back where he is. Um, I just don't trust Cephas. I didn't trust him last year when he started coming on late. He looked really good. He's six one two oh seven, but it, it almost reminds me. He reminds me of Justin Hardy. Uh, guy who has all the tools but it's just so frustrating because he doesn't get the opportunities and i feel like that's going to end up happening with cephas man i hope you're wrong man i really hope you're wrong uh you know like i said i just i don't i don't trust tyrell even when he comes back uh to me uh that whole offense is going to go through hawks in, in the run game when they're within uh you know 
scoring distance. I don't think they're, the run game is going to be rough for them, I think. But, you know, at, Williams is always hurt. He's, you know, played one game and he's out. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't trust him even when he comes back. Uh, he's he's a bag of brittle bones, in my opinion. Uh, and like I said, I look for golf is in a new offense. He's in a new scheme. Uh, you know, they're, he's going to try to play smart football because that's going to be the only way they win is by not turning the ball over and maybe getting some stops. Mm-hmm. And through two games, when they were getting crushed by San Francisco, he was looking to see this a lot. And then, you know, big play before the end of the half. Uh, you know, your options really in that offense are Hawkinson or Cephas. And the fact that he trusts Cephas, uh, I like to see that in a quarterback in a wide receiver matchup. You know, he's the guy we're going to within two minutes or, you know, when we're taking a shot to the end zone. Uh, to me, that's encouraging. Uh, like I said, Cephas has got to start making some of those plays. You know, he hadn't had a whole lot of production on his – 13 targets, but he has two touchdowns, and I don't think he'll maintain that, so he'll have to get that catch efficiency up. All right, so got a couple this or that that I'm going through it. It's going to be a curveball. So, would you rather own Darius Slayton or Quintez Cephas? Quintez Cephas. That's just speaking to the volume that he gets, correct? Correct. Uh, To where, you know, I really think New York's about to get Galladay going. Uh, he's about to really take over that uh, wide receiver group, I think. Shepard has looked great through two games. Uh, so I think Slayton is really – he's really third on the pecking order right now. And then if Ingram does come back healthy, uh, you know, I don't know when that will be. But if Ingram comes back healthy, he could then drop down to the fourth option. And then, really, he's probably like a 4B to Barkley. <laughs> All right. So, do we have we have Diami Brown with the Washington football team. We have Demarcus Robinson. These are pretty much solidified as your number two receivers on both teams. Who would you rather own? Uh, I'm going to go Diami Brown. Uh, really? Yeah. So, uh, well, hold on. Time out. What Robinson are we talking about? Demarcus Robinson. Where's he at? He's number eleven for the Chiefs. You're calling him number two? He's their number two, yeah. No. Well, in receivers, not in the pecking order. Okay. Okay. That's who I thought we were talking about. But yeah. when you said two, I was like, Well, the, okay. It's almost well, he'll be third in the pecking order, much like Diami Brown is, because I believe it's going to be McLaren, Thomas. Well, no, I forgot about Gibson. Gibson. Uh, McKissick this past week. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just dropped. Yeah, a little premature there. I did it. I did it last year. I dropped McKissick early last year, and then Colby picked him up, and he had some solid weeks for Colby. Anyway, to the point. I'm still going Brown. Um, reason is because I also disagree with you on your pecking order, whether we're including Kelsey in this or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think it is Hill. Uh, and then Hardman and, well, Kelsey Hill, 1A, 1B, Hardman, 2, and then I think Pringle Robinson are 3A, 3B. Uh, And I think Diami Brown 
is also in a little different circumstance. Uh, younger quarterback, well, you know, not I guess not younger. He's an older quarterback, but new to the NFL. You know, he's made two NFL starts. Right. And Taylor Heinke, Heinke, uh, and he looked to McLaurin, who was his safety blanket. You know, your wide receiver one guy you're going to trust to make plays. Thomas, like you said, safety safety blanket. And then I really liked his connection to Brown. And so that's why I lean towards Brown. Uh, you know, Mahomes has his guys. It's going to be Kelsey. It's going to be Hill. And it's going to be Hardman every once in a while. It's going to be Robinson every once in a while. But I'm out of 10 times when Mahomes drops back, he's looking to Kelsey or Hill, you know. Um, so I, I think the connection with Brown and an inexperienced quarterback brings more opportunities because they'll look to get him involved. Uh, the problem is going to be how do they use him when Samuel comes back is the problem that kind of makes me nervous, but mm. I'd, I'd still go with him. All right, man. Well, I, that wraps up the episode for the day. I mean, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll have my rankings ready, man. Uh, I am extending them out a little bit, so that's why I wanted the extra time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go up to – I'm going to add five to every position. So it's going to um, get deep, deep, deep. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and honestly, I'm selfishly kind of doing it because there's a quarterback I really want to talk about uh, that I don't think is top 10 caliber, but I think he's going to be like right there, 13, 14, um, you know, and then I think, you know, it's going to help out kind of expanding – uh, when people are listening, hey, you know, you're only giving 10. We've got 12 teams. We've got, you know, 14 teams. Right. So just kind of help out there. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's getting to where, you know, we're getting some – we're getting two or two games in, going to be three games in after this week. So we're getting a little more information. So to me, that's a good time to kind of expand it out a little bit. Uh, you're actually being able to see some game film and, and some right. things happening, how teams are using certain people, you know, for instance, like DK, you know, I drafted DK as a wide receiver one this year and he's made me a little nervous through two weeks. Am I worried? No, but you know, I, my days of putting him in my top five are getting uh scarier and scarier. <laughs> Man, he's getting the targets, man. He is. You know, it's an identical target share. I think they both have 11 or no, it's like 16 or something. They both have 16 or something like that. But he has, I think, 10 catches. Lockett has 12. Targets are definitely there. You know, so I'm not I'm not worried, but it's going to be like tossing a coin of which one you put higher. You know, I really thought this was going to be the year that it was like DK. You know, like DK's going to be the first look. Lockett's going to be the second look. Now it's still like, man. It's like, oh gosh. Is, is, is DK on the block? No, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Don't even try that. Let me go ahead and take this out of uh, Watson because they're about to create a trade for me. <laughs> I was going to send it. <laughs> no, absolutely not on oh, the man. block. I was actually surprised that I was able to pull off the Allen Robinson trade. Uh, I'm not. I'm really not. So, you know, uh, before I made the trade with Mike, I reached out to Reagan and 
I was looking at his lineup and I was like, Adams isn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, uh, he's got Robinson. Who else does he have? He's got another good, he's got another good wide receiver. Mark Cooper. And yeah. Galladay. Cooper and Galladay. And I was like, okay, I don't want either one of those two guys. And he has uh, Jr. Who's that? He has OBJ. Oh yeah. I was like, I do not want Galladay. I do not want Cooper. I wonder, you know, he's real thin at running back. I wonder if he'll package, uh, Allen Robinson for Mooney. I had Mooney still at the time and a running back, either Sermon or Mitchell. And I was like, yeah, I think I can get a deal done. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And almost at the exact same time, Mike had sent me the offer with the other two. And, you know, I really like Chark, even though he's letting me down so far. But Oh, because the number one receiver over there is Marvin Jones Jr. Man, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think I think Marvin Jones Jr. is the more consistent wide receiver there. So if we're gonna go that way, yeah, he's the wide receiver. That's one. all I need. I just need a safe floor. Um Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, who heads that backfield? Heads the backfield. Uh rushes, you know, rushes, I think it's gonna be Ingram. Uh, I hope Lindsay is the one who gets the most <laughs> touches, including receiving yards. You know, I think this week, this week's going to be a good week to kind of tell the tale with them, if that makes sense. You know, week one, they were in the game because they were playing Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Um, you know, week two, uh, another tough. It was. Semi-tough matchup for them, but, I mean, Taylor, you know, they looked fine when Taylor was in. Uh, not the whole game, but, you know, they didn't look terrible. Um, this week they have a tough matchup, though, so I fully expect the Panthers to just rail them, to be honest. I thought the Browns yeah. were, but they did not. The Browns – Man, the Browns are still as good as their roster's constructed. They still get in those games that they're supposed to win and struggle. Not struggle, but like they don't play like to potential. Because they don't have any veterans on the team. Man. I guess not. I they guess don't know how to win. They don't know how to win. I guess that's why. But uh, I expect them to stack the box against Ingram. Uh, he may get a lot of touches, which is valuable in our league, but I don't think he's going to be very productive. I don't think he gets more than 3.3 yards per carry. Interesting. You think see, I think they I'm hoping I think they're gonna be down early and they're just gonna use Lindsay a lot. That's what I'm hoping. Well I'm that glad that's not a headache I have to worry about. Hopefully Zach Moss can uh can become a guy. Just a guy. I'll take that. I think just the two a, D's were a uh yeah, just a guy that scores. Yeah. Uh because he reminds me of uh I remember I had like Gary Blunt. Uh, when he was in New England for like a year, I had him had him one year, and he scored. He led the league in TDs, and um, he never got me any yards or any touches, but he was good for a touchdown. Yeah, and uh, it was it was nice to have, and hopefully that that could be Zach Moss, who uh, I'm not sure why he was inactive week one, but uh, hopefully he's back, and um, Singletary can get a soft tissue injury or something. <laughs> 
Singleton, man, Singletary's look good at their two games, though. It's just two games, man. He's a little guy. It is, but, man, still look good. I mean, you know, you're talking about stacking the box next week against Ingram. That Carolina, dude, that Carolina defense, they're, they're number one defense in the league right now, I think. They are. Uh, and I, I almost streamed them, but uh, I kind of like – the uh the Patriots last two weeks. Yeah. Uh I really thought they would do better against Miami, but they got me an interception and they got four last week. So I was like, heck yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm worried I'm worried about uh Alvin Kamar this week. I may uh I may stream somebody. Yeah. Man, Kamara's burned me two weeks in a row. Trade him. Well I don't have him. I'm just talking like in my rankings, he's burned. Oh, two weeks in your in rankings. Row. yeah. This week was it's bad. A, Clint has him, which I'm fine with. I lost by four points to Clint, which sucked. Like, uh, two and oh, baby, two and oh. Yeah, but you're uh, the only thing back to back about you in the dynasty league is your losses. Yeah, you know, I still got more chips than everyone else, didn't I? <laughs> I'm the only winner so far. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried about my team a little more than I'm letting on in that sleeper league. Uh, You know, I do not trust my running backs at all. Uh, You you know, like you said, you talked about that trade that I made year one, uh, that three-way trade where I sent out Kelsey and – I don't even remember who else, but got Ingram and Barkley in return and Hooper. And, you know, Hooper just has not been the tight end. I thought he would be in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Barkley, you know, even before the injury was not the running back I thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, the points per carry really help us. But I'm looking at Kelsey and I'm like, man, he'd be winning some matchups for me, you know. Uh, got a close one this week against you, uh, projection wise. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in how terrible my Atlanta Falcons defense is. So you know, I'm rolling Daniel Jones and Barkley out there this week. We'll see what happens. Oh man, hopefully Chase Young doesn't go crazy. Yeah, Chase Young's been kind of quiet. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm playing Williams from Baltimore this week against Detroit. You know, Detroit's still the worst team in the league against the running backs. They've right. given, given up six touchdowns through two weeks to running backs. Granted, four of those were to Aaron Jones last, you know, last night. But <laughs> Well, right. Tay, I'm looking forward to it, man. Talk to you soon. And, All right, uh, man. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, yeah. Have a good one, Tay. All right, peace.